0: Shaloha and welcome. I'm your co-host, lover of life and all things magical, Mermaid Chelsea. And I'm Blake, dive master, free diver, artist, and conservationist. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect women from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to
1: live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our
0: happy environmental news of the week. Give it to us, girl. Okay. So there was a railway built in India like forever ago. Mm -hmm. And what happened was that railway went between, well, I guess it cut through a forest. Okay. So it completely cut the trees on either side, obviously, to make room for this train to go through. But what happened was the gibbon monkeys ended up being separated because gibbon Mm -hmm. monkeys typically actually almost exclusively only travel in the trees so oh. they don't go on the ground oh. so when this railway went through the gibbons were just separated their families their families there's just little tribes and groups of gibbons completely shut off from each other because of this railway okay. but in 2004 an effort was made to build sort of like um pillared archways over the railway so it kind of looks like little gazebos every so often over this railway okay but the gibbons didn't really recognize that as a good passageway over the railroad Mm. but finally we are getting reports that the tree canopies have finally reached each other and the gibbons can now cross over and visit the people or people their families that they've been separated from for so long well, i hope
1: there's a scientist that's like studying how it affected their culture and like how they're sharing information I after hope being separated so. for so long
0: yeah and i just i really superficially read that article so that may be a thing mm-hmm. i would encourage our listeners to go over and check that out yeah teach
1: us more about it for yeah, sure that would it, be the stuff
0: we've done in the past has really been not so great but the stuff we're doing now mm-hmm especially land bridges over highways, mm-hmm. like trying to fix the wrongs we've done exactly. is so cool to watch when it works. Yeah. So magical that's news for today. I love it. I know it's so happy, but we do have something a little sad to
1: do. Yeah. So I tell
0: about that? yeah. Do you want to tell? Okay.
1: I was diving out at one of my favorite dive spots this week. And when you dive at the same places over and over and over again, there are animals who don't really migrate very often. Um, and in this specific spot, there is a porcupine fish. Who's just the cutest little, just the poof. most adorable thing. Um, and he's missing an eyeball. And when we first, when I first started diving with him, it was very much a new wound. Um, but he healed really, really well. And he seemed to do good. You know, you <laughs> if you snuck up on his one side, he would get a little bit scared, <laughs> obviously, cause he can't see, see you. And but then it you're it like, did oh, my God. it didn't seem to be um yeah it didn't seem to be something that really messed with his health Mm -hmm. uh but I was (laughs) I was diving out on Sunday and I saw this weird thing buried halfway in the sand with a bunch of like pokes sticking up and I thought that maybe it was I don't know shark tooth or something like that so I swam down and then you know moved the sand around it used my GoPro as a stick and lifted it up and I realized that it was the outside of a puffer fish so as I was diving I didn't see him I didn't see Patch and so I would like to take a quick little moment of silence just to say thank you for sharing us your cuteness Mr. Patch yes he was everybody's little dive buddy everybody loved to see him he was so friendly and so adorable and he was very interactive for being a wild animal (laughs) I just
0: remember his little happy face Chris um my husband last night I told him this story and he was like (gasps) my first ocean friend Aww. and that, i feel like that is
1: his story He's special yes. whenever i taught free diving out there i would drop the line and he would hang out at the bottom plate the entire time so everybody who would dive down would be so excited to see patch at the bottom so it was like Buddy. it gave people a reason to get down a little bit past their comfort zone so he was really special to the dive community yeah out here. he
0: definitely deserves a moment of silence he does, he does.
1: So we're just gonna take Responds.
0: take a moment Thank you, Patch. Thank you, Patch. Aww, and actually, Patch is a perfect segue into our very, 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 very special guest we have Woo! today. So Patch was a porcupine fish. Um, our guest today is actually going to talk
1: mostly about puffer fish. And first I'm question, entirely... are they the same? Are yeah. they the same family? Oh, by the way, this is Hillary. Let's introduce yeah. <laughs> First
0: question. First question. Who are you?
2: <laughs> I- Yes, porcupine fish are a type of puffer fish. There's a bunch of different types of puffer fish. <laughs> puffers are super important. So we'll, we'll take that, take care of that out of the way. My name is Hilary Jaffe. I am a marine biologist. Um, I have, I'm a hobbyist, aquarium hobbyist. So I have fish tanks, multiple fish tanks at home. Um, I've got a cowfish in one of my tanks. Oh. They, if oh. you like puffers, cowfish are just as charismatic and fun and like if you look at a photo of them they're super goofy and just like derpy and just so awesome um so I've got a cowfish at home named Frank and I'm looking up cowfish right now. <laughs> they're adorable let's see if I get
1: he's all over her Instagram
2: yes so this is this That's is my enough. Frank photo or my Frank sticker <laughs> oh no,
1: oh no! Thank you for those of you uh who are watching us on youtube she just has the most adorable cowfish sticker i've ever seen with their little lips <laughs> <stick> out. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god oh you guys she's
0: gonna drop her instagram handle i'm sure so make sure you're
2: following yes. her for all the fun cowfish adventures <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I have the cowfish Frank. So he is kind of, I mean, not quite a pufferfish, but very similar personalities. Um, and actually a pufferfish was really what got me into the aquarium world, like way back when um I was in college studying marine biology. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had a like 10-gallon freshwater fish tank, and I had this little teeny tiny puffer fish, and I was like, oh, he's really cute. Like, They're super cute. Like, they're just so fun and they follow you around. And then I started to like watch and pay attention. And at night, he would come over and hang out. Like, I had the tank right next to the bed, and he would come over and hang out right next to where I was going to sleep at. And like, when I would lay down, he would kind of eventually just like lay down on the bottom of the tank next to me. Or if I was dancing during the day, he would be up and like swimming back and forth across the tank. I'm like, oh he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for like he's just so like charismatic and intelligent and that just kind of sparked my love for fish and since then like 15 years ago 15 years have passed and you know I've worked as a sport fisheries biologist I've worked in a public aquarium taking care of fish and now most of my work is social media marketing so I get to teach people about fish and teach people about how amazing the ocean is and just have a huge broad reach in what I do. So it's really cool to inspire people and teach them.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Do you want to go ahead and drop your, um, social media
2: now? Mm, She has an amazing blog too. Yes. So I'm very active on Instagram. You can find me at waterlogged1313 on Instagram. Or if you don't have Instagram, I've got a website, waterloggedlife.com. And that has all of the links for my YouTube channel and Facebook and Instagram and the blog. I'm not super good on keeping up with the blog, but it's there (laughs) if you want to read in depth on some of the articles that I post about on the socials.
1: Awesome. Perfect. And we'll link that at the bottom as well on um, all of our... All of our everything, okay. all the places <laughs> that this goes. I'll make sure that they can follow you. Throw it on all the things. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess
0: my very first question. I'm sorry before question number one. Get it. But you said that was 15 years ago that you had your little puff.
2: Yep. How long do they live? Um, it depends on the species. So those can live about eight to 10 years it depends like in captivity they can live a lot longer because they're well taken care of in the wild they might not reach that old but a lot of times I mean this this was back I feel like the industry has grown so much and we know so much more about them now that you know we're able to better take care of them um I had little fish for six years um And so he, he was around for a while. I was a really new novice aquarius. Like I didn't know a ton of stuff. And I think he got a parasite looking back on it and I didn't know how to take care of him, but Mm -hmm. he was loved from the moment I got Mm him. And like, still to this day, I say that he was my first, like true love. (laughs) Oh, it's
1: adorable. I'm going to, I'm tearing up. (laughs) I (laughs) know. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Okay. So the actual first question, what, what was it like? I totally forgot. What did you say earlier? Oh my gosh,
2: do you remember? A porcupine fish. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> the Starbucks already got to my brain. <laughs> So porcupine fish are a type of puffer fish. There's a huge variety of puffers. Um, You can find them in freshwater environments. You can find them in brackish environments. So that's where there's a mix of fresh and salt water and you can find them in full on salt water. So porcupine puffers are one of the salt water only species. Um, And a lot of times I would say they're about six to 10 inches. They would fit in the palm of your hand. typically that's that's the porcupine puffers but there are other puffers that people will call porcupine puffers they're not necessarily so the spot fin puffer they get like three feet they're massive they're Whoa. big boys um maybe so. that's
1: what's in the harbor a lot because like if you go to pretty much any harbor there's going to be a massive puffer fish who's like chomping on all the scraps that are tossed over by them. <laughs> you said it was called a, a spot
2: fin puffer yep okay and puffer diadon hysterex i think the scientific name i love this (laughs) so much teach us all the things please because
1: they're just amazing i love them
2: i so the aquarium that i worked at there there were two spot fin puffers and the one i i kind of developed this relationship with and he was my buddy so that's i was like oh that's just a really big like porcupine puffer and turns out he's not um, he's actually his own different species, but people call them porcupine puffer, puffers. So okay. they're very, they're lovable and wonderful. They
0: totally they are. are. <laughs>
2: yes. That's amazing.
0: Um, okay, so you were talking about how your first little love bug um, came over to the edge of the tank, and he kind of got to know your routine a little. So um, I guess I'm thinking back to the octopus, my octopus teacher. Now, if a diver frequents an area enough will a relationship form with a pufferfish or does a pufferfish have the ability to recognize people and sort of build that kind of a routine and bond
2: yes so i, I i'm a little bit biased because most of my experience is in aquariums like home aquariums and public aquariums but I'm a firm believer that in the wild and you guys kind of touched on this with patch like everybody knew him and like the divers would come down he would be in the same spot all the time and you know they, they might have their home zone and they frequent the same areas so they come to know like the same faces and it's it's funny so the experience that i have with the one that i took care of in the fish tank i used to put a gopro in there just to you know catch the cool stuff and watch the fish and you could see when I was going around doing training or cleaning, I didn't know it at the time, but my buddy, I called him Puffy Bear. Puffy Bear was like right behind me, like right next to my tank. And as I would swim around, he would swim around too. And I, I mentioned it to one of the other divers. They're like, oh no, you're the only one he does that with. So oh, so they not I'm chosen. a firm believer that they know people and they can recognize you. And they're super, super smart.
0: I love this. Okay, so what got us on Pufferfish last week when we were recording was I saw a video. I actually think you have a similar one of the little guy like (laughs) spitting out of the aquarium. Okay, please tell us what that is. What does that do? So
2: So that's actually a type of feeding behavior. Um so they their mouths, they have teeth in their mouths and a lot of their diet is hard-shelled things, which you guys probably know you can find them in the sand. So that spitting water behavior, they have They a lot of times they know that. Is it like, oh, hey, if I spit water, I'll get somebody's attention. They'll feed me. But in the wild, they'll go down and they'll kind of like spit, spit water, like blow bursts of water at the sand and unearth different crustaceans or, you know, there might be an oyster or a crab that's hiding under there. And as they push that jet of water at the sand, it kind of blows the sand up and they have their food. So now they can snack on that. And it's, it's a natural behavior that a lot of times they've adapted. Like Frank, my cowfish, he does the same sort of thing because it's it's just a natural behavior. They're like, oh, this, this gets people's attention. I'll get food.
1: Oh my gosh. I love How that his name's funny. Frank. I know <laughs> Frank is just the perfect name for a cowfish. Yes.
2: So then
0: I guess, do they get their pufferfish name from that or because they puff up?
2: because they puff up that's where they get that it's a defense mechanism um so if you if you know anybody that has a puffer if you encounter a puffer in the wild please please don't make them like try and like scare them to get them to puff up it's very stressful for them um they don't they don't puff up because of stress every single time there are other times that they'll puff i like to describe it as yoga or when you get up in the morning you're just like oh you kind of just like (laughs) stretching around um So sometimes, you know, they, they want to keep those muscles in shape so that if they need to, they can. Mm. So you might see puffers stressing or puffing because of like stretching, but they can also do it for stress as a defense mechanism.
0: Mm, So cool. How as swimmers, then can we avoid stressing them out and making them puff?
2: So, you know, they're very curious. So it's a good chance that they might come up to you, just, you know, not provoked. So if they come up to you, that's totally fine, but I wouldn't recommend, um, you know, trying to like wave at them fast motions or swimming at them or trying to chase them Mm -hmm. that a lot of times I think will get them a little bit spooked or freaked out. Um, and a lot of my experience, like I said, is in home aquariums and in public aquariums. I know sometimes if you come around the corner and they're not expecting you, they'll be like, Oh gosh. <laughs> and they like poof and they're like, oh wait, I know that person. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> oh, I picture the one in finding Nemo. No, he's like, oh. there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be pretty much how you would just dive respectfully with most animals is just very slow motions, and you're saying to make sure that no jumping or swimming really fast or chasing them, just letting them come to you if they desire to do so.
2: Yep. And, it, uh, and if they swim away from you, then just, just let them go and don't don't try and harass them.
1: Right. A uh, quick question for you. If someone is scuba diving, do they have any issues or fear when it comes to bubbles? Should mm-hmm. a scuba diver stay further away mm-hmm. compared to a free diver like with, you know, sharks
2: and animals like that? That's a good, good question. That is an excellent <laughs> question. Okay. We so didn't have fish- that written down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, a fish actually can get bubbles trapped inside of them. Um, in the oh. wild, I don't think so much that it's an issue because they know they have the freedom. They can say, hey, I don't want to be here right. and they can swim swim off. Mm. Um, a lot of times the the nervousness with getting bubbles and air trapped in them, again, is with the home aquarium industry. Um, if you're tra- like picking them up out of the water and transferring them, mm. they can just be like, oh, kind of like just in that sense, like oh, that that motion and just get freaked and pull a little bit of air in. And then when they get back in the water, they still have that air in. And like, I don't know, I've had to burp puffer fish in the past to get them to like no. their air. So it's if they so- can't figure out how to wiggle it out themselves, mm. then um, it might be an issue. But in the wild, I, I highly doubt that happens too much.
1: Oh my goodness! So your non-scientific job is a puffer fish nanny, essentially. Sometimes you have to burp the Burp the fish. Yeah, I can't even. Hear I love it so much. How do I change my job yeah, to have this be a you? thing? <laughs> so how do you know when it
2: needs a little help being burped? So if you you know fish are gonna swim kind of normally, right? And if you see it kind of tilting to one side, or if you see it's like tail kind of. <laughs> up in the air or if it's just kind of like really weird and awkward wobbling around if it's not straight on its axis that's a good sign that there's something going on with its swim bladder or that it has an air bubble or something trapped that it might not be able to correct its equilibrium issues
1: wow the things you don't know that you don't know right
2: (laughs) it's so much
1: how
0: cool this is fun (laughs) i know this is fun oh my gosh okay uh I don't have any like segue questions for that. That like let's, blew my mind. Yeah,
1: let's let's keep going. Um, okay.
0: So I guess I want to go back to their family. So I think they're related to sunfish.
2: Yes. Okay. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I'm not, huh, I should, I should have gotten the scientifics of this. So there is a lady, her name is, I think, Dr. Turney, and she has these great, um, she's done Ted talks and stuff on sunfish or mola mola. And I learned one day that puffers are related to mola mola. So if you kind of look at a mola mola, they're you know, that like big, long, and like the, the fins that kind of stick out and you kind of imagine a puffer fish. And if you were to take a mola and kind of stretch it out and then shrink it up, <laughs> you have a puffer. So they, <laughs> they're related. They're distantly related, but, um, I always, I always think that's fascinating that the two of them are related.
0: That really is. I had no idea. Like a bunch of these adorable, tiny little guys. And then that's how you can
1: tell the cute little (laughs) me, 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 (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can see it kind of in the eyes. Yeah. The big eyes on the side. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's bananas. Yeah. So look up her Ted talk, Dr. Dr. Turney. I think I'll, I'll send you the link. You can put it in the notes Perfect. Um, yeah, we'll do and that. talk about the mola molas is absolutely fascinating. Nice. May, that is fascinating.
0: Um, okay. Again, total left turn. <laughs>
2: <All right. laughs> um,
0: do puffer fish have a toxin that they release? And if yes, is it topically dangerous or is it something you have to like ingest? Like what can you speak on with the whole puffer toxin? <laughs>
2: So the to- they do have a toxin. It's called tetrodotoxin. I think I'm saying it right. Um, but it's really interesting the way it's not something that they're born with. They get it by when they're going around eating, there's a certain type of bacteria that naturally produce this toxin. So as the puffer fish are eating, they're consuming these uh, bacteria that are making the toxin. So it accumulates in their body. And then over time, it builds up enough that it can be a It's one of the most toxic things. I want to say more toxic than arsenic, but I could be wrong. Um, And it's one of those things you shouldn't have an issue with, but there are people and places in the world where you can go and eat fugu puffer. So that's the, that's the genius or the type of puffer that you would get that from. So you have to have a special chef to cook that, they know how to cook it, that you aren't gonna get that toxin. So you should be safe if you're just swimming around and admiring them, like it's not gonna, Like you're not trying to eat them, so you should be good. <laughs> okay. Don't take a bite out of a, a puffer <laughs> I don't know how anybody could eat them anyway. They're just, they're so cute and lovable why would you want to they
0: totally are so and I guess with that they have personalities huh have you noticed yeah is it like a dog I mean do they all have that kind of uh like a humanistic connection or
2: or personality like that I would say so you know like again I'm going to keep referencing the aquarium um so we used to have several different species so we had the big spot fin puffer Um, we had a porcupine puffer. So like a little, a mini version of that. We had an immaculatus puffer and, um, oh shoot, I lost his name. I called him marshmallow, but that's not, (laughs) that's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. (laughs) And a dog face puffer. So I had a huge variety of puffers and they were, they each have their own personality. Like the dog face, he was just kind of shy and quiet and reserved, he would come out every time it was time for food and he had one specific food that he liked. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like the big spot fin puffer, I'm saying like, she would follow me or he would follow me around the tank and just hang out and, you know, interact. I had this, I used to train them so that they come to a target to eat. So I had a sign that said, tap here for food. And they knew (laughs) when you came down in the tank with the little sign, they would all swim up to the sign and just one at a time, just like tap at the sign and <laughs> you give them food. And they would keep doing that until it was all Full. Blake is dying. You guys have to watch She's this dead. on
1: YouTube because our faces are just mouth open the whole time. This is exciting. I'm going to go back to school now. Yeah, our,
0: our podcast is not going to get better than.
1: This. I know. So we peaked early, guys. Episode one, four? We're yeah. done. Thank you for tuning in.
2: I think somewhere oh. there's a video of it, so I'll try and send you the video of it yes, happening please. and then some we'll ads happening in the
1: link and put it on our website and all the things and watch it. Up about the pufferfish lining up for.
0: So, then, so they clearly thrive in a tank environment. Is there anything like, obviously you're working in a pretty big aquarium that's set up for that kind of a success, but how about smaller aquariums and mm-hmm. people that at home that want a tiny little water puppy <laughs> puffer, puffer fish? Is it okay? Is there stuff that maybe we should just really, really know before we consider that? Is it not the best idea? What What's your way in on that?
2: Well, that, that's a really good question. So they're not, they're, there's a small handful of puffers that are considered threatened or endangered. Most of those aren't something that you're going to see in the aquarium industry and the way that um, CITES has it written, like you can't even sell those. So you shouldn't be seeing them in the aquarium trade but the ones that you do see in the aquarium trade they can vary all the way like from these little teeny tiny pea puffers like pinky nail size like super no smaller than this smaller than this (gasps) no they're just super adorable little freshwater guys (laughs) all the way up
1: freshwater Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that you could have a freshwater tank and have a puffer fish i didn't either just as someone who doesn't know much about i just thought it was an ocean salt Same, water from somebody who's only had beta Ew.
2: fish yeah. <laughs> yeah so you can have the little the small little teeny tiny they're called pea puffers um or the dwarf puffers they're sometimes called that so you can have like a 10 gallon tank i know people that put a bunch of them in there but as a rule of thumb puffers are very very messy eaters like they're gonna eat the shellfish and the crustaceans and like anything you have to chomp into that's gonna like break a bunch of shells going to get messy really fast so you you want to make sure that if you are going to keep them at home you have a big enough tank size for them and you have enough filtration for it because you don't want them just like one not being able to have enough space to swim around but like them just being puffers getting like really dirty nasty water and it happens so If you want a puffer, make sure you do your research. There's a bunch of them out there that are really good. There are others that show up in the aquarium trade that shouldn't be in the aquarium trade. Um, I've seen some golden puffers. They're really pretty. They come, you see them in the stores at like six inches in size, which is pretty decent, but they can get to several, like a foot in length. So they can be pretty big, but you know, people don't know that when they buy it. So always do your research before you get into keeping a puffer.
0: That's such good advice. You mentioned that some are endangered. What, um, what's causing that? And is there anything we can do to help these guys?
2: Um, so a lot of the species that are endangered, it is habitat loss. Um, and I think just the area of the world, like, um, over in the Indo-Pacific region is where they're typically found that they are just over harvested, but now, that I, that they've reached that status of threatened or near threatened. There's rules and regulations like, Hey, you're not allowed to bring these in. You shouldn't be catching them. So um, conservation protection wise, just be respectful. Like, you know, I I feel like any ocean lover, like make sure that you give back and like protect the habitats. That's one thing that, you know, as much as I keep aquariums and fish and love it, like as the aquarium industry and aquarium hobby. I'm always pushing, like, you guys, we need to give back. We should be the number one ocean advocates. Like, we have little mini oceans in our house. Like, mm-hmm. we should be the biggest supporters of this. So give back when you can. Do you know, captive breadfish if you possibly can.
0: I love That's that fun. outlook. We That's have beautiful. mini oceans. and We get home. to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Give back.
2: Yep.
1: Mm. yep. Can we talk a little bit more about Frank? I just want to know... <laughs> just as personal questions can you just teach us about frank why you love him tell us funny things about him i want to know more about a cowfish what is he and why is he adorable yes
2: all the things <laughs> all the things so frank is a type a boxfish so they're distantly related to puffers um and I, I fell in love with them because they are so much like puffers they do have the personality he when I walk by his tank, he just swims and will follow you back and forth across the tank. <laughs> he said, he spits water. He's figured out where the opening is in the top of the tank. And like, we're eating dinner and I can hear this, like, <laughs> gosh, Frank, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, I, I don't know. I fell in love with them because they're, they're so just goofy. And if you like, again, look up a picture, they're silly. They've got horns on their Foreheads, they've got horns coming out of the back of their body, they swim super awkward. And like pufferfish, they have a toxin. Um, a lot of people are afraid to keep them in tank because the toxins they have, if they get stressed, they just release the toxin into the water, unlike puffers, and they could just inoculate a whole tank, just boom, dead, everything. Oh, you stressed me out! I'm gonna kill myself and everybody in the tank. Wow, <laughs> that's <intense>. done. <laughs> okay, Frank. <laughs> okay, Frank.
1: <laughs> so, but, should they be kept alone then, or do they like to be around other
2: other of their same species? He's got tank mates. He tends to leave them alone, but they fit. Again, fish are smart. The other two fish in his tank have figured out that Frank is the apple of my eye so like where frank goes the other two fish go and they're like oh hey frank has her attention <laughs> the food. we should and also eat. join yeah yeah so basically that's they're very smart but he he wouldn't get along with other puffer fish um i know people that have kept cowfish and or excuse me <laughs> you shouldn't keep cowfish together more than one okay. but you can't keep them with puffer fish and other species of fish you just have to be careful that the species that you keep are not super aggressive cuz cowfish are very slow and awkward swimmers.
1: Oh hey, okay. of course. So they could yeah, be of course
2: a little bit. These
0: poor little guys. Oh my gosh, please say hi to Frank for us.
1: Yes.
2: Oh, I You will.
0: ever do live
1: streams where we can just watch Frank? How do we get Frank?
0: Frank cam?
1: We need a Frank we cam. We need a Frank cam. cam.
2: You know, I thought about that. I used to, on Friday nights, I used to do like Frank's Fun Fish Food Friday and I would set up my Instagram live stream in front of the tank and like people could watch. Yeah, he has his own like fan club.
1: Oh God. Bring it back, please. We're joining the fan club. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I would love to see Frank spit water at you for snacks. (laughs) I see. That would be how I want to spend my Friday nights. (laughs) It's just two little cronies
2: following him around. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be
1: funny.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. No, Frank, oh. Frank is a ham. He knows where the camera. Like, if you have a phone in front of the tank, uh-huh. or if I'm like tra- trying to take a like picture in front of the tank. Almost every single time, he's like right behind me. He's very smart. Like, he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, okay. my chance start him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he knows Frank. That's amazing. Yes. Um, do you where if we were gonna be diving in the wild, where would we look to see
2: Ooh. see them? Do you know where are they from? Um, you can find, there's different species. You can find them in the Atlantic, Pacific. Um, they like to hang out around coral reefs because okay. they eat corals. It's funny, they have like that kissy mouth and it doesn't look like it's very intense at all. But man, let me tell you, he can break skin. He can chomp down corals. <gasps> and that's their their food of preference, corals and um, invertebrates. Okay. So, look around like coral reefs a lot of times like they might hang out in crevices if they get scared or freaked out but they're very slow slow swimmers i know a lot of people that have pictures um of little cubicus so it's another type of box fish but like the little yellow blobs basically (laughs) 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 just the
1: shape is so adorable do they if um say that we're on a scuba charter or something like that would they be nervous and more likely to hide because They're not that great of a swimmer, that they would get nervous of something so large in their habitat.
2: Yes and no. I've seen some that like are terrified and will hide, but, um, oh, who is it? I think Coral Restoration Foundation, they have this hilarious video of a I think it's a scrawled cowfish that just comes up to the camera and bites the camera, and the person moves back and it follows them and bites the camera. So they're like very similar to pufferfish. They like to some of them like to interact with you and they're just like, Oh, hey, what's going on? There, there are those others that are scared. So you could, it depends on which ones you find.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's Yay. amazing i'm adding it to my my diving list yeah like right now
2: please, please go <laughs> right. find them in some videos
1: right.
0: <laughs> is there anything that we didn't ask you that you i mean what your favorite things or anything you want everybody to know specifically um
2: i don't know we covered so much stuff it's just a joy to get to talk about pufferfish. Yeah. <laughs> it is a joy to
0: have you talk about yeah.
2: they're they're like my all-time favorite fish like I, I just love them. They're so charismatic and they're just, oh, they're just so wonderful. Yes, no. I've, I've never been able to have like dogs or cats or any of like the regular typical pets. So like finding a puffer fish that would interact with you. And, you know, like I said, the one in the aquarium that would follow me around, like you just melt my heart. Like, I just, mm. I love you so much.
1: Yes. Little buddy. That's amazing. And I love the idea, like the reason we started this podcast, it's save the mermaids, save the seas. Like we're empowering women to really want to get involved in protecting the oceans. And the idea that like everyone is a mermaid. She is a human on land who has a really beautiful, lovely relationship with boxfish, with puffer fish, because she spent the time to learn and get to know them and be able to share that information with everybody else. That's, why we do what we do that's why we find incredible women like this who are able to teach us something because girl i didn't even know patch is probably the spot spot fin fish spot fin puffer yeah probably because he wasn't he was bigger than my hand yeah he was a big guy yeah So things like that, that you don't, again, we don't know what we don't know. So the magical thing about having a platform where women can just come and learn these things from each other, if we're able to yeah, protect them better and be able to just really make sure that we're doing whatever we can do so that our grandchildren will be able to go and have their own patch or their own Frank and be able to have these lovely relationships in the future, because these species are still protected by doing things that hillary has you know helped us figure out what to do like especially protecting the corals and there's so many ways we can do that yes and
0: we are definitely going to have an episode on corals for sure for sure <laughs> oh that was beautifully said mm, yes oh. oh hillary thank
2: you
1: so much
2: <laughs> i'm so excited to have done this So like this just makes me so happy. It's <laughs> amazing. Also, can
1: too. you just tilt on your screen so we can see your shirt if we're on uh, YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. Mermaids bonus. are real. Period. Yes, Queen. Yes. And also, can we just say that Hillary is a mermaid in Las Vegas? So, if you guys are in the area doing a little bit of tourism, go search for her. See if you can find her in her mermaid form in her beautiful tail. Because how incredible is that?
2: Oh, so magical. It. I yes, love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you You know it's so funny lovely. the last time I had a I had a mermaid shift I'm sitting there and one of my friends took a photo of me and I was like oh man people are probably disappointed they expected like a swimming mermaid and I'm just sitting there like playing with the fish on the <laughs> <bottom>. <laughs> well I feel like that's what a mermaid would do anyways totally <laughs> do you yeah, just
1: want to be exercising and swimming all the time no I want to mm-hmm. be sitting petting my dog at home uh, yeah I want to
0: be petting my exactly. proper fish <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you have a favorite interaction? Um, like real quick before we go, do you have a favorite story about Frank or about any of the puffers that you've worked with in your aquariums?
2: Um, I would have to say Puffy Bear, that big spot fin puffer. Mm-hmm. People can be scared of them because they have these big old chompy, terrifying teeth that can break fingers. Woo. There's a video that I like, well, there's a small clip that I haven't shared anywhere because I just want to keep it for myself, but I'll share it with you oh. is... So, you know, after we had done all this target training and like, he knew me and I, like, we had built a trusting relationship. I kind of like held out my arms. And I'm like, I love you, but like, you know, sending him the I love you vibes and kind of just like held him and like pulled him in. And he just like stayed almost in the cradle of my arms. And to this day, oh, Yep. Just such, just such an experience is awesome.
1: like mermaids <laughs> mermaids are real mermaids are yes her yeah, puffer yes and i am in love thank yes. you for sharing mm-hmm. that oh that was
0: magical thank you so much we're gonna put all of your socials in the show notes mm-hmm. so people know where to find you yes
1: Yay. making sure that we get it all up everywhere we are now on spotify but you can also find us on google podcasts we just got on an apple podcast as of today oh, nice. and of course we're always putting the video up on youtube uh it's always a raw unedited version so yep. keep that in
0: mind <laughs> yes. all those little beeps mean we are not faking you <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> it's just a bunch of girls getting together having a, having a drink and a laugh and talking about fish uh, yeah. as one loves to do in our best <laughs> lives. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Hillary. We appreciate you sharing everything that you know about the puffers, because for those of us who do get to dive and interact with them many times during the week, it's so important for us to be able to know more about them and how we need to protect them and also make sure that we're interacting with them in a respectful way.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank All you right. so much for having me. Of course.
0: Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Sign up for our monthly newsletter full of exclusive content at www.mermaidconservation.com. And don't forget to join our Facebook community page, Save the Mermaids
1: Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, have book club both online and in person, share our favorite underwater adventures and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world until next time mermaids